Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Justine Podcast. And today, as you've seen from the title, we're going to be talking about numerology, baby. And we're switching gears um, as far as uh, numerology goes. Um, I feel like I'm more in a position to talk about esoteric sciences and um, more metaphysical things now. Um, not on no, oh, it's time to be woke and shit. It's like I'm big on the mind. I'm big on understanding the mind, belief, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding and getting to certain points, but you have needing to do it in processes, right? It all can't be like a major quantum leap where you're jumping the gun and jumping higher than it needs to be before you need to get there, right? So for me, I feel like now's the time to talk about it. And then plus, right, I had a homie, uh, he hit me up and was like, hey, bro, where's your episode on numerology? I was like, it's up there. <laughs> and I was like, yo, it's interesting that you said that because I just, you know, scheduled an episode to drop or whatever. He said, all right, bet I'll wait for it. So then when that episode came out, he was like, I had just touched on it. I didn't know he needed, he wanted a full, full, full podcast episode on numerology. And I was like, damn, I thought about it. I was like, I had not done numerology. Not only had I not done numerology, I had not done many of the esoteric sciences that I, um, you know, that I built on. And everything like that as far as numerology, astrology, uh, uh, tarot, es- um, esoteric magic, uh, human design. Human design, man, I'm, I'm mad y'all stumbled upon that shit because y'all going to drive that motherfucker home. Ooh, I'm a connector now. Ugh, shut up. Anyway, we're going to stick to numerology today. But today I think I'm going to break the mold and I'm going to uh, numerology because numerology is... Of course, you know, the ology part is the study of numbers, but even deeper than that, it's not the study of numbers. It's the study of numerals, right? That's a very important piece. I know numerology, numer, number, numeral, and a number is not the same thing, low-key. I mean, etymologically, they're similar, but they're different. A numeral is a symbol, is a symbol associated with the energy that is tied to a quantity. I'm going to say it like that. A numeral is a symbol that is associated with the energy tied to a quantity. A number is the image that represents that quantity. Right? So numbers don't necessarily have the energy like one, two, three, four, five. You know, when you see one, you see the association. But the numeral part is the part that gives you the energy behind what that represents. So if it was actual numberology, it would have been called numberology, but it's called numerology because it denotes the numeral. The numeral denotes the energy that is tied to the quantity, right? The number is just a symbol that represents the quantity. You feel what I'm saying? So we're going to dive a little bit into that as we go deeper. But like I said, I wanted to go in on numerology first, simply because it was requested and simply because now it's time to go there. Like I feel like I've done all of the basic conversations I could talk about. I don't, there's nothing left for me to talk about as far as the belief level of the mind or even the knowledge level of the mind. I think now we need to get into more esoteric sides of the experience and the understanding. Now, this is not to say that, you know, oh, I'm going to lose you or I'm going to be some mystical motherfucking shit, but the metaphysics are the metaphysics and I'm going to bring it and y'all know how I rock, but it's just now we're going to be diving into more tangible things on how to apply them because 
I see people, oh, 333, what does that mean? 444. And then, like, what do you do with triplicates? What do you do with quadruplicates? You know, quintuplets. Like, it's a lot that has to go into when you see numbers. A lot of people always talking about, ooh, I saw 1111. What the fuck does that mean? I saw 1111. It means make a wish. (laughs) And it's simple shit like that that completely takes people out of the element because they don't understand the numbers for real. You feel what I'm saying? And to understand numerology is in a, in a way to help understand yourself. So we're going to go into as deep as possible within the confines of what this episode represents. Um, I might have, you know, draw back and do a number two, but uh, for the most part, we're going to really um, break down the numbers and I'm going to show you how to use them. Like, that's the thing about it. A lot of people don't. Um, a lot of people. A lot of people don't use the numbers. They see them, identify them, and they um, they see them and they identify them, and they they look at life from an experimental phase of. Ooh, I gotta do, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I gotta break this down and that down and all these other things, and they don't really do the shit. They just want somebody to to do it for them, which is keeps them in a state of belief. I need you to understand what these things are. You feel me? So you can use them for yourself, so you can apply them to yourself. So when you see certain numbers or certain things happen, you can see the energy that is tied to that and how it relates. But before we dive into that, be sure to follow me on Instagram at underscore just underscore seen underscore. Be sure to check out my website at IamJustSeen.com to get all things that are just seen. To all those who tip, donate, and sponsor the podcast, you are greatly appreciated. To all those who would like to tip, donate, and sponsor the podcast, you can do so by clicking the link in the description of the podcast. Not this episode, but the podcast itself. Cash App and PayPal are just fine. And as always, that's that for this and that's this for that. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dive into numerology. Don't know what the second half of that title is going to be, but we'll have it and you've already seen it by the time it started. So we'll come back. We're going to dive into numerology, whatever I decided to title this. (laughs) That might be the title, too. (laughs) And don't forget to visit IamJustSeen.com. There you can get all things Just Seen. You want to add a SoFrail series to your library? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to learn how to master the markets for serious trading and investing? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to get your hands on some exclusive merch like tees, hoodies, coffee mugs, hats, bags? Visit IamJustSeen.com. Are you thinking about transitioning into the plant-based lifestyle? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You ever want to just chat with Seen about anything from simple advice to mentorship? Visit IamJustSeen.com. Anything and everything that is me, you can find at IamJustSeen.com. So take a quick peek into my world to see why being just seen is nothing less but always more. Because you never really know what you need until you see it. And you will never see it unless you visit IamJustSeen.com. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And without further ado, we're going to dive straight into it and get to it. So like I said, off rip, numerology is the study of numerals, not the study of numbers, the study of numerals. And the difference between a number and a numeral is the numeral is the energy that is tied to a quantity. A number is the symbol that denotes what that quantity is. You feel what I mean? So 
they are separate entities, but they're entities that coincide. This is why I always say when you understand words, because numbers are going to tie into the words for real, for real today. But when I always say you need to understand words, this is a lot, largely the reason why, because using the wrong word can cause a whole different understanding. You feel what I'm saying? But not knowing that you're using the wrong word can cause a whole different understanding as well. This is why when I speak on the throat chakra and it's about communication, it's about lies you hear and lies you tell, whether you know it's a lie or not. If you're using the wrong word, technically that is a lie, but we're not going to dive into that part, but we're going to stay on the numbers. And we're going to get to how the numbers associate with words and everything like that, right? So if we understand numerology, right, and being that it denotes from numeral and it comes from the energy that denotes a quantity, right? The universe is divided into two points. Everything has a duality. That's like the singularity of the universe comes into two points, right? And it's either like, you know, your yin and yang, your high and low, your positive and negative or whatever the case may be, right? But when it comes to quantity, like the universe is quantitative and it's qualitative, the quantitative side is mathematics. The qualitative side is science. Our ancestors, ancient cultures, all of them that have been completely wiped off by Caucasians and shit that have left the cryptic codes within our DNA and within the things that they left for us to interface with, to understand, have always broken things down into those two complexes, right? Either you're going to qualify it or you're going to quantify it. Numbers, numerals, they quantify. Letters qualify. Right. So letters denote the energy of letters. A letter denotes the energy like the alphabets. The letters denote the energy of qualification or qualitation, qualification or qualification, depending on, you know, semantics. The numbers denote quantitation or quantification. Right. So, like I said, there's going to be an energy tied to something that's quantified. There's going to be an energy tied to something that's qualified, right? Numerology denotes the reality in which you're taking the qualification of the letters and associating with the quantitation of the numerals, the numbers. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be using them interchangeably, you know, although I, that's why I laid down the foundation because in flowing in conversation, numbers are easily to express the numerals. But... I'm using them synonymously, but I want you to know they're not synonyms. That's why I define them so well and separately at the beginning, right? So the numbers that we use, right? They, of course, have to denote the letters or whatever. Now, in being, this is one of the reasons why it's going to get like real deep because when people say, you know, are we Hebrew Israelites, you know, we, you know, religious or whatever the case may be. And that's why I say you got to understand that shit because the Hebrew Israelites practiced all of this shit. The real Hebrews, the, the Hebrew-speaking people, they practice all of the shit because it was denoted in their language, right? The numbers and the letters was denoted in there. So if you read Sophia 3, you know I talked about the Tree of Life, and I broke down how the 22 paths of the Tree of Life are, are correlated to the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet, right? Path one is the full path, and then that connects to the tarot. I'm not going to go into the tarot side because this is too deep. We just want to stay with the numbers, all right? We're going to stay within the numbers. So from the numbers perspective, right, again, the number is the symbol that denotes the um, the uh, quantity, right? But a numeral is the energy that is associated with the quantification or quanti um, quali quanti quantity, 
a quanta quantitation or quantification, right? My bad, y'all. Y'all know I gotta slow it down sometimes. All right. So when we look at how the numbers play out, the numbers are designed to associate you with a certain letter, right? Because we know that the letters have certain um energies tied to them, right? Like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, or whatever the case may be. Each one of these letters is associated with a certain energy, a frequency. So when you speak these letters, you get a string of things. Case in point, when we're breaking down the tree of life, you know, and I do this in my one-on-one sessions, and I also do it in um, the Sofra 3 book. When we're breaking down um, the paths, right, sometimes the path that you're on is denoted by the word. So when you look at tarot and they tell you to do a reading, right? When you get the spreads out, you have the major arcana, the minor arcana, and it tells you a 10, like you're literally getting with the major arcana and the minor arcana, a cryptic code. So when you channel and you say, hey, I want the universe to guide me, um, universe ancestors, guys, show me that, give me the message for whatever the case may be. If they give you the major arcana and the minor arcana, the major arcana are like, are largely the letters, the minor arcana are largely the numbers. When you get that code, you're getting a cryptic code that is tied within the letters and the numbers. Now, being that the letters have certain things like A has a frequency. And this is why they teach you the sounds that A has. A um, is A, 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 apple. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like B, B, ball. Like the B part. That is the energy that is denoted by that letter. We have the same situation with the numbers, right? So if you're trying to understand the letter, you have to see how that letter quantifies, right? So this is going to take us into where the Greek motherfuckers fucked the shit up and shifted it a little bit, but kept it a little bit the same. That's something that I've learned about the Greco-Roman era and not only the Greco-Roman era, but how they took our information. They would tweak it just a little bit so it's still true, but has a little falsehood to it. So you can't use the magic for real. You feel me? And I learned that with which segues us into the next point, the two types of numerology, the Pythagorean mythology, um, the Pythagorean uh, numerology and the Chaldean numerology. Here's why these two are important. If you pay attention to history and you really do some studying, you notice that there's for damn near every point of the world, there was a changing of the guards moment where the Greeks took over where one, where one entity stopped and another entity began. And it's usually the Greco woman. They started their own thing and it shifted. There was always a two point, but that second point goes to the past. The first point is pretty much going to the future. So when we look at the Pythagorean, not the Pythagorean theorem. Mm, that's a good point too. Pythagorean theorem denotes what? A squared plus B squared equals C squared. And what do you do with the letters? You do you to get the um, actual quantification of the triangle, you replace the letters with numbers. But this is also why, and I'm, we're going to break it down more, but this is why now the numerology, the numerals are denoted with quantification. So anyway, so the Pythagorean literally goes from the alphabet, the um, ABC all the way to Z. It started with the Greek alphabet. The Greek alphabet was shifted into the Latin, shifted again into the English, shifted, you know what I mean, to the Spanish, the French or whatever. So when you're giving, when you're just randomly making alphabets and now you're tying it to it, you're diluting the science. So when we look at the um, Pythagorean side, for one, Pythagorean side gives you 26 alphabets, alphabets, 26 letters of the alphabet. There was only 22 to begin with. 22 is a master number. It's the reason for that. 
right? So when you look at the 26 letters of the alphabet, here's the dope point because we're going to tie this into numbers two. They added four extra letters, right? You can do your research and see which letters they added. If you're on point with it, the things that they can make silent or the things that they can use interchangeably, like when we get letters like sent, I mean, words like sent, and it's three words, and I've only said it one time, you know which letters were supposed to be removed and which letters aren't. But we're not going to go there. But it's four that should not be in there. The letter J is one of these motherfuckers. The letter J is one of these motherfuckers that is not supposed to be in the alphabet. It never was. But that powerful letter has shifted so much. But we'll get to that towards the end, possibly. Or in the next part, if I do a next part. So when they added those four letters, right? Now that there's 26, when you understand numerology, you have to add the numbers. Because numerology is about, in it. like, that's why there's only nine numbers. According to numerology, there's only nine numbers and one symbol. The zero is a sign of infinity. It's a loop. It's either nothingness or everything. That's the power of the zero. That's why zero starts and ends the number count. The number 10 is an infinity tied to a new count of one. But it literally goes from one to nine and zero is the starting and the ending point because the zero is nothingness. And it's also representative of the all encompassing because it does denote a circle symbolically. Right. When we look at the 26 letters of the alphabet, this right here is going to fuck you up. There's 26 letters. Two plus six equals eight. And we're going to get to why you add and add the numbers or whatever. But two plus six equals eight. Eight, according to numerology, has significant meaning but one of those significant meanings of the number eight is chaos that's why number nine follows eight which is nine becomes divinity out of chaos you have to get divinity if you ever wonder why i say peace love knowledge and freedom and when i tell you about peace i say peace is the control of chaos eight becomes the nine you feel me eight becomes the nine because that is the next level you break the chaos if you actually look at the symbol of the number nine drawn out it looks just like an eight missing a piece it's designed that way, right? Because one point of the number eight represents chaos. So when you have an alphabet with 26 letters, you have a chaotic expression of the letters, which denotes what? Qualification. There's a chaos in how you're qualifying things. And we look at how the English language fucks us up. <laughs> it's crazy, right? But it's real. So now when we look at the English language, when I even English start from the Greeks and they use the Pythagorean, you have 26 letters, Chaldean and beyond, even to the Hebrew aspect. That's but one of the reasons about the Hebrews that they stripped everything and kept the religious book, the religious text. Right. This is why I tell people when you're looking at the Bible, you have to start with the title. The title is called the Holy Bible. Holy derives from the Greek word helios, which means the sun. So the Bible is the book of the sun. This is why numbers, letters, and um, stars, planets, all of that shit are so significant in this book, but they don't tell you anything about the other shit. This is why they shifted the letter J in that. And it was important that they moved the letter J because they had to start to uh, transition things. So when you understand the dark ages too, I'm going to show you something too. Understanding the dark ages, that was like a thousand year practice where people think, oh, it was just dark and no. They shut shit down. They made it dark so that way they can get their life straight for a thousand years. They needed to get the story straight. So anybody outside of that story, it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? So from 550 AD to 1550 AD, which in 1515 AD, that was when the letter J was it was created. But within that thousand year time pocket, it was called the Dark Ages. Nobody knew anything. So they were erasing the history from, you know, Kemet and and uh, Chal the Chaldeans, the Sumerians, all that. They were killing them. 
the Mayans, the Incans, the Aztecs that was over here slaughtering these motherfuckers. With that being said, this is not. This is why I tell people you need to understand you're the Africoid stock and not the African landmass because some of us were already over here. And some of us that were already over here, we are descendants of the Olmecs, the Incans, and the Mayans that are completely obliterated. You feel me? And they're not, they're obliterated culturally, not physically. We are here in the physical form. But now what they have convinced is that we are African-Americans. This is not a shot towards my African brothers and sisters. You feel what I'm saying? Because we're all Africoid in stock genetically. However, some of us were already over here and we became prisoners of war that were enslaved. We didn't come on ships. They didn't come on, y'all. Like, come on. Sometimes you got to really think about certain shit. They don't want you to know certain science and shit like that. This is why, like, when you talk about the Seminole Wars, the Seminole Wars were some of the last wars fought from the Mayans, the Incas, and the Aztecs, and Olmecs, who were, you know what I'm saying, who have processed certain things. The manifest destiny to travel west shit, that was, that's not the topic of this conversation. Anywho, when we look at the, our ancestral connection, the Mayans specifically, they predicted that the world would end in 2012 or whatever the case may be. I talked about this before. Motherfuckers like, oh, no, nah, the world's going to end. It's not too bad. First, it was 2000. Then it was 2012. Then it was 2021 or whatever the case may be. The world never ended. The age ended, which was the age of um, Pisces transitioning into the age of Aquarius, right? But numbers is what we're talking about here. And that's why this is important because based off of where we stood for that thousand years of the dark period, when they were creating and rewriting the religion, creating and re rewriting, you know, the Council of Nicaea, what they were going to do to the world, they were creating and adding letters. Those four letters that they added to the English language were very, very impactful enough to change a frequency of how you spoke. And then removing certain sounds and letters and shit that weren't there. So when you study, you know, the Pythagorean has 26, the Chaldean and beyond, Chaldean and previous, starting with the Hebrew and shit, has 22. The Hebrew alphabet, they never told you the Hebrew alphabet. When I grew up in church, I grew up in the church under a pastor who taught the Greek and Hebrew concordance, but it's like, dude, I got it. And I respect him. This is no shot towards him. He's the reason why I'm here the way that I am, because I he taught me to study the way I was supposed to study. But it was in learning the language, you have to learn the root, which is the, the, um, the alphabet, the significance of the alphabet. Most of the people that are, you know, teaching and learning at the Greek and Hebrew concordance, they don't know that there's 22 letters in the Greek alphabet, I mean, the Hebrew alphabet. So you got to go to the basics of that, but you have to understand what an alphabet denotes. It denotes the energy associated with certain sounds, which is qualification. Sound qualifies, numerals quantify. Always remember that, right? So when we go back to the Hebrews, they have 22 letters in the alphabet. Chaldeans, another 22. And it goes back and back and back. Even Kemetic, when you learn the Medunetzer, it's 22 letters. Is it 22 or 24? I think it's 22. I'm pretty, because it's, it's Abe, E, the read, leave, and shit. Now, the thing with the letters of the um, Medunetzer is different because you don't actually see like an A. You will see like, the, what we see is hieroglyphics. They think, oh, it's just images of birds and shit like those. That was their alphabet. They knew that this particular energy would, this particular entity gave off a sound. And that is the sound that is we hear on a regular basis. So even if you go from the Hebrew aspect, when they teach you about the Elohim, you will learn that the Elohim is not a being. It is a sound. Elohim is a sound. Now you take it deeper. Elohim is a sound constructed 
off of multiple letters coming together. Now, these multiple letters each have a numeral associated with them, right? So this is why I'm bringing it back. I, I know it seems like I'm doing, you know, the letters too, but the biggest piece of numerology is associating numbers with the letters. This is why I have to use both of these, the alphabet as well. So the Elohim was a sound. The Greeks, the Hebrews, all of them, they, you know, they got that. The Hebrews were, you know, Elohim is a sound. It's not a being. They have made things a being. So the Medunetar, when they looked at nature and they got their sounds, they said, okay, this sound, this particular thing makes this sound 100% of the time. They tied everything to laws, not assumptions, not uh, preludes. It was all fucking laws. Laws are right 100% of the time. So, for example, the E sound, right, the E sound. It was denoted by the reed leaf, right? But it wasn't denoted by the letter E as we know it is denoted by the letter I. You feel me? That's why if you look at Spanish, Spanish is one of those languages that kind of keeps things in. It's just like, ah, we got a cryptic code, this shit. Spanish, French, but because they, they're certain English completely offsets it because they said, we, we cannot let you come back to this because you don't, you can't get to the essence, right? So taking it back. My bad, y'all. I'm jumping around. I'm jumping around. So taking it back to how they did it from the ancestral perspective, right? They will look at the sound of what certain things give. So the letter A, the A, is denoted by the falcon, right? Because the O is the letter M, but the letter A is denoted by the falcon. What sound does the falcon make? Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. And they, they now teach us that it's cause and shit like that. But this is why the English language, too. Shifting it back, because I was talking about hieroglyphs, but the English language, too, when you're using certain things, um, it has to box you in, right? So the English language, has it had to be so well constructed to know what you're talking about. That's why grammar is important. They teach you things like automatopias. You have question marks. You have punctuation. Go back to any of our ancestral connections. They had no punctuation. You, need, you didn't need a comma. There was, we were so potent in what we spoke that we didn't even need vowels because we understood what vowel sound was supposed to go in between a constant structure. Case in point and tying this in and I get back to the numbers. If you've been following lately, seen a lot of my transition, even if from the commercials that you hear up here, Palakafe clothing. Palakafe clothing is just peace, love, knowledge, and freedom, but it's the acronym PLKF. I infuse the necessary vows to make it a word to now enhance it. So now palakafe means peace, love, knowledge, and freedom. Words can be created when you want them to be, when you have intention on how you need that word to come out. So that's how our ancestors did. When they looked at words, they used only the string of consonants and they infused the correct vowels into them. The most important vowel, and I know it's like I'm not talking about numbers, but I'm getting them, setting the scene. Just watch me. The most important word is Yahweh. One of the most important words, the Hebrews use Yahweh, Vavhe, or Yehovah, right? That name has been shifted to Jehovah for a reason. Because when you go back to Yahed Vavhev, you know that it represents the four elements of air, fire, water, and earth, right? So now when you tie that to numerology, the, the, um, the, the YHVH, those, it was really YH, yeah, YHVH. The W is another letter that was supposed to, that was added into the English language. It wasn't really there. You feel me? Because a W is a combination of them fusing the letter V and the letter U. 
you feel what I'm saying? Like it's not, it's sometimes the shit isn't even hard. It's just a simple. You feel what I'm saying? Because it can be used as a double V or it can be used as a W. That's why let me slow it down, man. I gotta get in my zone because I'm gonna get off and not talk about numbers if I keep doing that shit. So yeah, I have five here. Those four points represent the four elements. Now that represents a different level of numbers, right? Because first off, you have the four elements, but then it's like you have numbers that each one of these letters represent. So that became, that creates a cryptic code. So remember when I was talking about tarot, how the, the the cards, when they read, if you get the major arcana, it reads a story tied to both numbers and letters because it's the energy of quantification and qualification within this. So when we're looking at the numerology side, the, numer the numbers are going to show that you have four, right? We know L four is the pinnacle of creation. Even in the Bible, it says it, you know, in the Quran, it says it too. all of these things when it gives the creation story, basically in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth or whatever the case may be. But now when you look at those four elements, the basis of creation, God, Yahovah represents those four points of, you know, fire, air, water, and earth. Everything that is physically bound within this world is created in regards to those four energies, air, water, fire, and earth, right? So now when we take that back to the Hebrews, they had the 22 letters of the alphabet. Yah Vav have falls into that. Because I'm kind of flowing off the dome, I don't have the exact numbers because I prefer, I personally use the Chaldean. I don't use the Pythagorean because the Pythagorean is not as accurate because they have added letters to it. The Chaldean and the Pythagorean goes, it, it teaches you to go in order. It goes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And that's why I started talking about nine. Because when you're breaking down the numbers, you go A to Z, but then you just cycle one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, right? Because there's 26 letters in the alphabet. Three times nine is 18. That leaves no eight left. So it's one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight. So it ends on a confusion. It ends incomplete. There's four rows that ends incomplete, right? And it's crazy because it's like, well, shouldn't they add another letter? But then it's like, if you take two off, that's going to leave you with um, four as far as the basis of the uh, the final four letters, right? And that doesn't throw you off because you have three complete nines and then you have four, which is the creation. These are deeper aspects that you got to see. I can't go heavy into those because this is just surface right now. But like I said, it ends on eight for a reason because eight is supposed to be is the confusion. However, the Chaldeans, they use it on, they ended it on four because four ends with creation. The four pillars of creation. Another reason why a lot of the shit that I do is symbolic. This is why peace, love, knowledge, and freedom are the four pillars I stand on. That's my four. You can create this world how you want it to be created, but you just have to know what you're standing on. You feel me? Even down to everything that I use and infuse into the numbers or whatever the case may be. The price of my inflate with inflation community is $54.97 a month. Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom. Peace has five letters. Love has four. Knowledge has nine. Uh, freedom has seven. Bow. I'm intentional with a lot of shit that I do, and I'm revealing it to y'all. Just because I want y'all to know that you can do it too. And it makes life easier. You feel me? Ultimately. But bringing it back. So mind you, whenever you're associating the letters with the number, you notice there's no number zero. Because like I said, zero is not a number. It is a symbol. It is a representation of the, of the beginning and the end. The alpha and the omega. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's left out of that. The alpha and the omega. The omega is... It's not the last letter of, which is crazy because the omega is not the last letter of the, the Hebrew, I mean, the Greek alphabet. 
Zeta is. Z, the letter Z. Zeta is the last letter. But why is it called the alpha? Why is the omega the beginning if the omega is in the middle? Because it's the letter O. Think about it. But then when you read the actual text and you're reading, it says in the beginning. It never, never says at the beginning. It says in the beginning. So you're starting where creation already happens. I'm telling you, I can go forever with this shit. But I got to talk about the numbers. So there's no zero when you're actually associating the numbers. And it goes straight through. But the Chaldean has a different system. The reason why I'm going back to the Chaldean is because the Chaldean is the last system that we still have in recordation that wasn't whitewashed. And it wasn't erased. Right. And the Chaldean is the most accurate one, but Chaldean is the most it's the most accurate one based off what was left. But it's not the only one because you have the Kemetics, you have you have the um, Comitians, the Sumerians, you have the Mayans, the Incans, the Aztecs. What happened here in America? Completely gone. This is one of the reasons why they can't talk that shit, because it's like, you feel me? If we let them know that the, the Incans, the, the Mayans, they just we didn't just disappear. Nobody's just gone. You don't wipe out a whole civilization of people. You erase the history and you destroy the history. Our people, we never really had to write anything down. We left it in the monuments and we left it in nature because you can always find your way back. They disconnected us from nature in the atrocities that they afflicted, enslaved us and made us believe that we were something else. So then when they created the $5 Indian, that helped erase who we were. So when we're looking from a perspective of where do we come from? Oh, yeah, y'all niggas came from Africa. Y'all came from Africa. You feel me? I'm not denying the fact that at some point in time, we weren't connected to Africa based off the landmass of Pangaea, but that was 65 million years ago when the, the landmass was one. As a culture, as a melanated civilization, as melanated beings, we were in our perfected state, which is homo sapien perfectus. They're only homo sapien sapien. We have already been in homo sapien perfectus for 600,000 years. At least 600,000 years that, you know, has been... Found. So when they look back and say, oh, the first, this is why they say the first woman was found in Africa, Lucy, that's what they call it. It was like one point something million years, years old. That may have been the first, but as homo sapien perfectus, it took half of that time to get into our perfect state, which is what we were here and here and Kemet and all of these different things. And they came before Columbus and all of this. It's a lot of research you got to do and you got to find to know that before the Pangean split, we were all connected under this, under the landmass, the Pangean error split then when you add the cosmological side to it you get the um you get the ice age we had to move from the tops of the globe down in between the tropics of cancer and the tropic of capricorn closer to the equator so we picked where we we're going to be this is why most melanated people if you follow if you just go across the map look at the tropic of cancer corn tropic of cancer tropic of cancer tropic of cancer capricorn and then see the equator in the middle and then see how a sandwich is all between those, you'll see that that's where black people fell. You know, whether it be the Australia, the Malaysian islands, um, uh, the Asian areas and shit, anything above the Tropic of Cancer, anything outside of those border zones was cold. That's where the Ice Age hit the heaviest, right? But we're not, <laughs> all of that is relevant here because it ties into where our cultures went, but all of our cultures did the same thing and they left the same messages. Right. They left the same messages and the same realities that, you know, you pay attention to the numbers and you pay attention to the letters. What you speak is important and what you what you qualify and what you quantify are very important. How you do that is what creates your language, what creates your numbering system and, you know, so on and so forth. So 
the Chaldeans, like I said, they were the last ones, last little remnants that we have that of the numerology, which is the study of the numerals, which is how these numerals have energy. So now that was a very long winded breakdown in prehistory point. <laughs> Forgive me. And I'm glad y'all followed and stayed on point. Now we can get into actual study of it. Right. So when you use numbers, numbers aren't just for counting. You use numbers and they have a certain point. So when people say this number keeps showing up in my life, this this number has a reasoning for my life. You have to also pay attention when you understand that number. You will also have a different representation of it with letters as well. Right. My first revelation for this. My first revelation for this was when I was older learning numerology and I looked back to the relationships that I had with uh, certain women. I literally had an era of time in a pocket of time where I dealt with women who had the same name. And it wasn't just like one random happenstance because, oh, all the girls are named this way. No, there was a pocket of time in which the names overlapped and then it would be different names like middle school. Well, not middle school, like there was a high school era where it was all Jasmine's. My best friend was my best friend. Her name was Jasmine. And two of the two women that I was involved with myself with their names were Jasmine. By what was it? Undergrad, I think it was like four Ashleys. Um, <laughs> scandalous. <laughs> oh man, I just had to throw that shit in there. I don't know why. But yeah, it was like four Ashleys and shit. And it there was other names, but those were the ones that were most prevalent for me. And it was like, why did these names show up in our lives? We have because names and numbers tie together. Letters and numbers have to go hand in hand because the numbers and the letters tie together. So when you're learning about numerology, you're always going to see this number goes with this letter. That's why they tell you when you're breaking down your name and your individual um, setup, you're going to get whatever it is you're supposed to get. So. This is another powerful piece. And I tell people all the time, we don't name our children. Our children send the name they want to be called to us. We be thinking it's, our, it's us. It's like, yo, where'd you get that idea from? I don't know. It's just, I like this name. You like that name because that's the name your child wants to be called based off of understanding that when our ancestors or whoever it is has to reincarnate back into this plane, the energy that they know that they're going to need, there's a whole bunch of things that play in, that come into play that we have no idea what's going on. But when it comes through, it has to manifest itself. The name is important. The environment is important. The circumstances and everything, the, the, the city, the state, all of that shit is important. And it's a reality as to why this has to happen. You feel me? Nothing just randomly happens. The children that we birth are our ancestors and guides before they come back into this plane you feel me i'm gonna tie a reality into this and i'm gonna get back to the numbers my grandmothers you know you are who when you, they, they try to say you are your father's i don't give a fuck you are who your mother is because when a woman is born she's born with all of the eggs she would that's three generations when both of my grandmothers were born i was viable in them simply because i was viable in my mom's side but not in my dad's yet but Here's what I mean by that. When my mom's mom was born, right, she had all of the eggs that she was going to have, which means my mother was already in her. When my dad's mom was born, she had all of her eggs. She had all of her eggs, which means um, my dad was already in her. Right. These two women, it's wild how this happened. These two women were Aries and they were born on the same day. Same age. 
same birthday, saying, I don't know how that happened. Like, and they're number fives. I'm an Aries, not born on the same day as them, but I'm a number five as well. Here's the important piece of that, and I'm going to tie it in number-wise. I served as their ancestor to ensure that they were protected, to create the reality that was like as their guide to make sure when I have to come back into this plane, I need a certain thing to, re a certain thing to happen, right? So I protected them. I protected them, and I protected my parents, Right? Along with my siblings, and you know, that's and that's the power of your ancestral team. It's not, it wasn't just me. I'm not gonna say I was the one, but it's like all of my cousins that come from the same lineage, all of my aunts and uncles, and all that. Before we became into this physical plane, to actually, we was on the other side. Like, look, yo, we gotta watch this point. We gotta do this. These are the things that need to happen for us to come in and do what we gotta do. And I'm saying that because this: when your name is born, when your name is given to your parent. When it comes as a divine revelation or just, oh, I just like this name. And so a lot of times it's women because women are more open and men aren't on that spiritual side. Men are more of the physical side or whatever the case may be. And they completely stripped us. So we can't tap into our intuition. But when women get that inner feeling, this is just, I just like this name. I don't know why I just like this name. And this is what it is. When you are in that space, the spelling, everything comes to a certain point. So we laugh and we joke about our ancestors and we laugh and we joke about the, the, the people that are in our lives right now that the presence like, oh, they ratchet. Why they spell it like this? Why? What made what compelled you to spell a name that phonetically was right? But grammatically was wrong. You feel me? And we laugh at it and we forget, oh, she put a coil on this or she put a love or shot. Like there's a reason because if you understand languages, like things like love, like well, like a laquisha, as ratchet as they try to say it is, love means the quisha. They have put you, they have given you a definite article to your name, not an indefinite article, a definite article, laquisha. You feel me? And of course, there's other things with the shah and all of that that has to go into it that is largely tied to numbers. But when we are surfacing back into this world, we say, I need the qualification and the quantification energy to manifest within this. So when my name is uttered, this is what I get. So as a parent, we thinking a lot of times, oh, I'm naming my child. It's in synchronization. The child that is going to come through your womb as a woman or the child that you're going to spark the catalyst for as a man, that name is going to come to it. So when parents, this is why they separate the families. This is why it's important to separate the black families, because when a father and a mother agree on the name. When the father and the mother agree on the name that this is what they're going to call their child, that means that the alignment is perfect. And that child that comes in has more proclivity to thrive than anything. Taking a father out of the home wasn't just for emasculation on basic levels. No, it was because when you agree on the name, whether you're conscious or aware of what's happening to your spiritual side or not. They gave you the religion, gay authorship, but whether you're conscious of it or not, when the two names come, when they come together and they are in agreement, when that child comes through, that child has been made in agreement on, made in agreement upon. When it's just the mother, it is just the mother was cosigned or whatever. I, it's layers, y'all. It's layers. So when we are coming back, we have to make sure the numbers and the um the letters align perfectly to give us the exact power that we're supposed to have. They knew that. That's why they stripped us of our original language. They knew that. That's why they make sure we call ourselves the names that they appreciate. They knew that because they're like, yo, my child won't be able to get a job if they have a culturally accepted name and it's not uh, professionally accepted. You feel what I'm saying? 
but we have to figure out the way to start breaking that mold and getting to the understanding of the power of the names. Now, why names have power? Because of the numbers, the numerals, not just the numbers, but the numerals and the letters they represent because numerals and letters go hand in hand. Check. We on point. We good. I know I'm overwhelming y'all. Y'all can listen to this back again. Right? So when we come back into this plane, you know, we know that our name has to be uttered a certain way. So our full name has to be broken down. So when our names are broken down, they're broken down according to you use the letters and you associate with the number from the Chaldean perspective. And this is crazy because like when I did my numbers, I am literally the one. No bullshit. Like, like oh, you need, I be had motherfuckers be joking with me. I'm like, oh, you like Neo, you in the matrix. No, nigga, I'm really the one. I just don't tell y'all that I'm the one, but I'm really one of the ones. And like, huh? When I break down my full name, my full name is Racine Curtis McGee. From every letter that is broken down, even just my first name is a one, but my full, the full reality of my name is a one. And I'm an Aries. I was supposed to initiate shit. I am designed to be the initiator of shit. You feel me? Because now that goes into the symbolisms of what the energy of a, what a, the quantitation of a number one represents. You feel what I'm saying? It represents wholeness. You feel me? It represents singularity. It represents origin. It represents uh, the power of the power of a dynamic that is initiating. So tie that into the stars being born on a certain day. Now, the date that I was born now. So from that aspect, when you're looking at your names, right, looking at your uh, your. Um, Fuck, what am I drawing a, a blank on it? Um, um, fuck. Oh, okay. So when you're looking at your name, right? Right. Your name represents your, uh, your, uh, that's not your life path because your life path is your birthday. Ah, uh, go look it up, y'all, because I'm drawing a blank right now and I don't want to spend too much time on this. So your name has is one number, right? And then your birth date is another number. Right. So your name broken down according to the numbers is going to give you the one or whatever case it be. But your life path number is a five. So I mean, not a five. It's whatever your birthday is. My birthday is April 14th, 1990. Right. I'm an Aries and my full name, everything breaks down to a number one. So I'm an initiator. Right. So according to being an initiator, I am also I am also a number five. Right. If you're looking at if you're understanding the number five, right? The number five is an adventurer, right? The number five is adventurous, right? Look at my life. You feel what I'm saying? People be like, yo, what makes you just want to do shit and just go through? It's like, I am a pioneer of fun shit. I am a pioneer of excitement. I am a pioneer or a leader in the realm of creation. Fives are creative. You feel me? If you are in mastering the market or you're in 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 any anything that you've ever seen me do, the creation is like those two energies had to come together, right? These energies, all of this shit was predicated before I even walked into this motherfucking plane. But how am I embodying this energy? If this is like mystical and it's like, oh, you just believe it. This is why I teach y'all. This is why I always say, don't believe shit, understand it. Because I understand that un understand the numbers, I'm able to understand who I am. It wasn't a point of I believe that this is who I am. It's like, no, this makes sense. I'm like, that's why I do that shit. The fuck? Being a number, a double one. I'm gonna say a double one. I have a heavy one influence based off of my name. 
You feel me? That made me a one. Based off of my astrology, that makes me a one because I'm the first zodiac sign, the Aries. You feel me? Then I'm fire sign on top of that, tying the fire sign, being a trans fire is a transformative energy with the number five being an adventurer. I was made to help change the world. It's crazy because I was talking to my um, my mama one day and I said, my mama changed the world, you know? And she was like, you're not going to be able to change the world, but you know, God's going to use you to do something. And I was like, nah, my, I really feel like I could change the world. Like, not on no funny shit. Like, and this was before I was heavily, you know, heavily religious and then losing it and going to other spaces. But this was just me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm listening to her. I'm like, you're right. I see what you're saying. But there was an innate feeling in me that it's like, yo, I'm going to change the world. And have I not changed? I may not have changed the entire motherfucking world, the landscape and shit, but I have changed the world for individual people. And I didn't know that that's what I was meaning because this is the energy that is already within me. But the numbers already wrote it. Everybody loves the stars because the stars are easy. The stars are easy to, to, you know what I'm saying, to mess with. Not easy to understand. A lot of people believe in the stars. This is why they don't understand the duality within themselves. But not many people want to fuck with the numbers because the numbers require you to actually work and do some shit. The numbers aren't subjective. The numbers aren't as subjective as um, the stars are. To be honest, the stars aren't even subjective, but motherfuckers have got you convinced that the stars are subjective because whatever fucking reason, you know, oh, I'm a reader, I'm a this, that, and the third. If you're not breaking it down from a full perspective and understanding it to, to understanding, you know, they're just giving you the knowledge behind it. They're not giving you the understanding of how it works, which is what this episode is going to be about according to the numbers. But anywho, so like I said, Breaking that shit down. Now, this is me breaking myself down from the Chaldean aspect. That's how I understood that the Chaldean was a little bit more precise. You feel me? A little bit more precise. And it's so fucking crazy because it's like I'm a number one. And then it's like tying that into my life path number, right? My life path number is five because your life path is your birthday, right? But your actual um, your actual uh, name and everything that breaks down, what is the fucking name? It's not the life path number. That is your, is your personal number or some shit like that? Ah, I can't, I, I got, like I said, I, I got to keep it, keep it going. Um, is it your destiny number? Yep. That's what it is. Your, your, um, my bad, my bad. That's what it is. Your expression number is the number from your name. Your life path is your number from your birthday, right? So your expression number is how the world is going to see you, what you're supposed to give to the world. I'm supposed to give leadership to the world. It's not a mystery about it. Like, I know I talk that shit. And I'm like, man, I don't want to be no black leader. I was born for this. There's a lot of us. There's a lot of people that have preceded us that were born for this shit. You feel me? Numbers wise, we came in and said, this is the energy spectrum I want to quantify the world with. This is the energy space I want to quantify the world with, right? The letters are how I want to qualify it. So once we get the number structure down and we break it all down and we say, okay, this is who I am and this is who I need to be, right? Just be it, right? So when we break down the numbers, right? Because now I want to get to the, the meat and potatoes and shit, you feel me, a little bit and go into some of the things that, you know, you have. So... You have your life path number, right? Your life path number, as I said, is going to be the number that is your birth date, right? Your full birth date. 
know what I'm saying? You're going to break that down. You would break that down into a single number because, okay, let me say that part too. Numerology, like I said, is all breaking down. The numbers are only between one and nine. That's it. I don't give a fuck. You can have 10,675,835,000. It's always going to break down to one of those numbers that's in between one and nine. It's how well you're able to break it down because everything else becomes cyclic. and the, It's based off cyclic um, magnitude of where it's going. So a 10 is still a one. It's a one plus a completion. That's it. It's either a one plus a completion or a one plus a new beginning. That's all it is because zero isn't a number. It's not included. Zero is not a number. It is a symbol that denotes either full circle completion or initiation in the beginning because it's empty. It's void, right? So you have your um, your life path number. Like I said, it's your birthday. You break that fully down. So 41490, that's my birthday. 041490. So 4 plus 1 is 5. Plus 4 is 9. Plus 1 is... 10 plus 9 is 19 plus another 9 is uh is um <laughs> 27 right no wait hold on i'm fucking up because it's still early hold on wait wait 4 14 90 so 4 4 14 hold on my life path isn't 5 it's my birth date that is something else i'm gonna show you what that number is my bad hold on so 4 14 90 but it still ties into what we're talking about 4 14 90 4 5 Nine, ten, ten plus eighteen, twenty-eight. That's a one. That's what it is. That's a one. So ten. So my life path number four fourteen ninety breaks down to a number one, right? That's my life path. My actual expression number, which is my birthday. I mean, my expression number is you know my name, Brayson Curtis McGee. That breaks down to a number one, right? Like I said, I'm also you know Aries too. Or whatever the case may be, right? Your um, your what is it called? What is it called? Um, ah, shit! I should have prepared for this shit, y'all. I shouldn't have done this shit off the top of the head, y'all. I really shouldn't have. Um. Oh, your birthday number. So your birthday number is the day you were born. Now that is what makes me a five because the 14th, right? And then you have your, um, your uh, so you have your life path, your expression number, your birthday number, right? Your personality number, right? Your personality uh, number is used only from the consonants of your name. Remember when I was breaking it down earlier when I was saying the, the ancestors, they didn't put vowels in the shit. They only use consonants and they infuse the vowels that were going to give it the highest vibration. This is why when people say my name, they be like, how do you pronounce it? I used to hate my name, y'all. I ain't even gonna hold you. I never liked Racine. And I would always go by Curtis, but I never liked Racine. And it wasn't until I actually started studying Racine, I was like, yo, my, my name is a high vibration. The Ray, and it's like when people like, is it Racine? It's like, no, it's Ray Racine. The Ray is that. Mm, mm. That is the vowel that was supposed to be infused to give it the highest vibration of that name. Even when you spell it or whatever the case may be, saying it still has to have a certain um energy. But like I was saying, that's my um that that your personality number breaks down to who your um what you're going to show. That's basically um off your consonants, right? So I didn't I don't remember that number off the top of the head because that wasn't um. 
for some reason I didn't I don't have the significance within that right but that's your birthday number right and then you have your um and then lastly you have your um your um fuck what is it you have your um soul urge now your soul urge number that is your vowels so with your personality number being the consonants your soul urge being the vowels right so as within so without right the personality is what like people in psychology they say your personality is developed by six years old and seven years old but it is fueled by what you're based off of through your correlate i mean your correlation saying the markets is based off of how well you're understanding your expression i mean your personality number right so your personality number gives you one thing your soul urge gives you another thing and they come together because it is the personality number being your consonants your soul urge being the vowels right so now when we look at these these um points you have your life path number right you have your expression number your soul urge number your personality number and your birthday number those five points are very important but those points are just the basics i am not going to go too deep into the depths of those um i mean i'm going to the depths of those but not too deep into the aspects of where we stand as far as um the other things but i'm gonna I'm cover something like the rosicurian rosicrucian cycles there's a certain cycle that you um your rosicrucian cycles and your life cycles those are two important pieces that i'm gonna talk about as well that are tied to this because your rosicrucian cycle is literally the way your entire year is going to play out from the, your birth date up until your your labor day i call it the labor days because that's the day your parent or your mom well, it's your mom. It ain't your parent. <laughs> There's a day your mom goes into labor with you to birth you or whatever the case may be. But from your birth date, the full 365 is back. It's a, it's a Rosicrucian cycle. All you keep hearing is get into the markets. But do you trade or do you invest? Should you do stocks, Forex, crypto, or NFTs? My personal answer is not a single one if you don't know how to read a chart. Without knowing how to read a chart, you end up giving all your money to those who do. Do you know what a candle is? Do you know the pocket of activity? Do you know the difference between market direction and market control? If you answer no at least once, you might want to learn how to read a chart first. Learning how to read a chart will let you know if you should trade or invest and if you should do stocks, forex, crypto, and or NFTs. It will also let you know if this is even for you or not. So visit IamJustSeen.com to learn how to read charts with my Master in the Market course, ebooks, and webinars today. The world is changing. The question is, will you adapt with it? There's like five or six points that happens within a certain, it's like 52 days long. Each little piece is 52 days long. And as you go through those 52 days, it's like there's a certain point in your life that is supposed to happen. It happens consistently like this every single year. And then, of course, we'll talk about challenge numbers and other things like that, too. But for now, let's break down um, the different numbers you have. Like I said, your life path number, your life path number, your um, your life path number, your expression number, your soul urge, your personality and your birthday. Right. So. I'm going to go over these quick so then we can go back into the numbers and we can actually break down the meaning of the numbers, right? Because I know that's what y'all really came for. And that's what y'all really want to hear. Y'all want to hear about this other shit, right? So your life path number, right, is your life path number, like I said, it is from your, uh, it's using your date of birth, right? So that is like, when you break that number down, it gives you what you're designed to do, your mission, basically, your purpose. Um, 
whatever it falls into, that's what you do. So now your life path number, you want to make sure you enhance it. And like I, as a person who's a number one, my life path number, my full life path number is a number one. I'm a leader. I'm a leader, right? A true leader. This is why I invoke leadership out of people. I bring the best out of people. There's a difference between leaders and motherfuckers in the front. Like when you're a natural leader, you naturally bring shit out of people. You feel me? Because you can draw out the best of them. That's what leadership skills really are. That's what a leader really does, right? So your 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 life path number is basically what you're here to do. You can run from that shit all you want to. You feel me? You can run from that shit all you want to, but you're going to get it done. And if not, you're going to come back and repeat the shit. And they're like, well, saying, how would I come back and repeat that shit? Well, I know you're going to be calibrated to where you produce the same situation, the same function, the same formula to give you these exact same numbers to repeat your motherfucking cycle. You feel me? You may come back differently. Like if I fail at my mission, I may not come back as an Aries to do the shit. You feel me? But I might come back as a Leo. You feel me? My birthday might not be April 14, 1990. Of course, it ain't going to be April 14, 1990, but it can still break down to a one. You feel what I'm saying? There's little things and little tangent, tangential pieces that are going to be very important to, to where you're at. So that's your, your life number. Right. And the only reason why I'm, I'm rushing now is because I realized how much time I spent earlier and I haven't really taught y'all anything yet. Um, then after your life path number, you have your expression number, right? So like I said, your expression number is the number that is associated with your full name. Right. So that's consonants and vowels together. Right. So basically your expression number is the combination of your soul urge and your personality numbers. Right. So because it is a combination of those is when those two things come together, your expression number. I'm not going to break down the other two because you can pretty much see how my vowels go together, how my consonants go together. It's going to give me my expression number. Your expression number is largely tied to the fact if you study astrology, your rising sign, they say that's what people see your expression. Same thing with your expression number. The shit goes hand in hand. As a universal code, what we have done in this world is that we have allowed ourselves to understand ourselves no matter what we're going through. They fucked up when they gave us religion because they're like, no, you don't understand yourself like this. Religion is supposed to be let, leading you to the allegory so you can see how you fit within the confines. They have made a cookie cutter system to let us see, yo, you're this. You're a Christian. You're a follower of this. You're a Muslim. You're this and the third. When it was supposed to be teaching your individuality based off of the stars and the numbers that go and coincide with who the fuck you are. All right. So your expression number is how you're going to be perceived to the world. It's your full your your full name. All right. So again, my name is Racine Curtis McGee. So tied to Racine Curtis McGee and my birthday being April 14, 1990, I'm a double one. Not only is my life path about leadership, I express myself as a fucking leader. I don't be trying to. I don't be trying to. And I've learned that when I was a younger kid, I was like, yo, I got a lot of influence. And that's why I tell y'all hear me say from time to time, like, yo, the only difference between influence and manipulation is integrity. I can manipulate the fuck out of a motherfucker. I know because I used to be a hoe back in the day. And it was nothing for me to get a woman's numbers. And I never realized it's the energy I have as a leader. People will follow me. But now I have to make sure they're not following me and they're walking with me and we're going in the same direction. You feel me? It's mastery of self that you have to get to certain points where you understand what you're here to do. So, like I said, expression number is expression number is the way in which you're going to um, portray to the world. Whether you try to hide it or not, the world is going to see it. As uh, was it? I think it was Toni Morrison. She said, "When we, those who got it can't, those who don't have it can't show it, but those who got it can't hide it." 
You feel me? And so lastly, when we look at the birthday number, right, that is the number that represents um, that the birthday number is represents how you're going, the, the method in which you're going to use your expression number and your um, your uh, life path number. Right. So like I said, my birthday number, because I'm born on the 14th, the 14th day of the, uh, of the month is a number five adventure creativity you know what i'm saying um and we're gonna we're about to go into the individual numbers now and what they represent but right like i said so number five is you know i'm free-spirited i'm a free-spirited leader people don't understand what power that comes with you feel me that's why i hate when people you know like oh i'm a free spirit and that's why you always hear me say shit like i'd be like you can be in a free spirit is beyond doing destructive shit that's reckless behavior. A free spirit is a person who, because freedom ain't free. You have to pay a price for freedom. So to be a free spirit, right? Free soul, to be able to do what you want to do, you have to be willing to face the consequences. Back to the number four, back to the four pillars I stand on, peace, love, knowledge, and freedom. Freedom is one of the consequences, one of the pillars I stand on. And I stand on freedom because as I define it, freedom is the ability to live your live accordingly but accept the consequences that come with your decisions no matter what i do no matter what people see i'm going to live with my consequences i'm going to comfortably accept my consequences and live for what i what i stand on and say you know what this is me i eat that whether it's win lose or draw good or bad you feel me that's what i do you feel me I didn't mention this before, but I'm going to add it right now, just so when we go into the next phase, um, it'll all make sense. Challenge numbers. I talked about Rosicrucian cycles. I talked about your life cycle. We're going to go in depth into them. And I'm going to talk about the life cycle. I mean, the um, challenge numbers as well. Right? Challenge numbers are important to know when you break down your shit. And when it's all said and done, I'm going to give you all a book to actually look at. This is the best numerology book that I've ever studied. And it was it's the best one. I, I studied about four or five, but none of these come close to this one that I'm, um, it's called numbers and you by, um, Lloyd Strayhorn. I recommend you get it. I recommend you get it. This podcast ain't going to do you as much justice as that. And going on YouTube, Googling it for free ain't going to get it. Go buy the fucking book. If you want to learn the numbers, numbers and you by Lloyd Strayhorn and learn how to use them. Right. Okay. So when you have, Whatever it is that you're basing yourself off, your because we talked about your birthday number, your birthday number is going to be associated with a particular, because your birthday number is how you're supposed to express, is, is how you're supposed to manifest your expression number and your um, life path number. We know the expression number is your soul urge and your um, personality number. That's why we didn't go over those. But your expression number is how the world is going to see you. Your life path is how you're supposed to live this world and your birthday number is the manner in which you go about doing those things, right? So with your birthday number, you get what's called a challenge number. Now, the thing with a challenge number, <laughs> challenge numbers, depending on who you are, your challenge number is going to be associated with your birthday number. So whatever you broke down your birthday to be, like I said, I'm a 14. My birthday is the 14, so it breaks down to a five. My challenge numbers are eights and threes. Now, remember, we're talking about numerals, not numbers. I know I said number, but I'm saying we're talking about numerals. And what are numerals? Numerals are the energy 
that is associated with quantification, how something is quantified. My challenge numbers are eights and threes. Now, this means it's down to the very, very finite point. I'm not telling you to obsess with it because I don't when it comes to your challenge numbers. I obsess, I ain't gonna say obsess, I focus on the bigger times when my numbers are expressed. I don't give a fuck about three o'clock in the afternoon. Will I be challenged at three o'clock? Probably so. It'll be something simple, but I'm not worried about that shit. I'm worried about the month of March. I'm not worried about eight o'clock at night. I'm worried about the months of August. We're at the end of the month of August. Understand this was a challenge month. Every moment of my life, the number eight has provided a challenge for me in some way, shape or form. My eighth year of life. Um, and then every cycle that denotes and breaks down to that. When you look back and you see what your cycles are, you're like, oh, wow. I tell the story of when I got hit by a car when I was 17 months old. One plus seven equals eight. You feel me? Episode 200, when I told y'all about when I was arrested, when I was seven, that whole situation, I was 17 years old. That was a challenge year for me. Not a month, not a day. That was a challenge year. That was the most trying time of my life at one point. You feel what I'm saying? When I got cheated on by my girlfriend, I was 21 years old. The number three. I don't. <laughs> it's crazy because it's like I don't I don't make the rules, but I can learn how to see them. And so they say hindsight is 2020, right? Foresight is 2020 as well. When you understand why hindsight is 2020, because now you can prepare for it. Certain things that happened in my life, I'm like, yo, I pay attention to them. When these moments happen, it's like bet. So, like I said, between the months of March and the months of August, I'm going, well, th not those months, but just not between those months either, but just those numbers. When the number eight shows up, when the number three shows up, those are very, very important because it's like I'm going to be challenged. Now, this is not to say a challenge number is always for the bad. My challenges are good too. They're equal. It's an equal balance. And it's like, Sometimes I focus so much on the bad, on the good because I'm a very optimistic person that I overlook the potential that the bad can be and the bad will fuck me up worse because I didn't anticipate it. I didn't prepare for it because I was only focused on the good. You feel what I'm saying? I was only focused on the good parts of my life because like I said, when I look at this, when I got cheated on by my girlfriend when I was 21, right, my life was in its highest peak at that point. So I was only focused on a good, like that year I had, I had made distinguished leader of the year. Um, I, I got distinguished leadership of the year award. Uh, cause it was like my sophomore year. Yeah. I had, I had made distinguished leader of the year. I had made for that year. Cause I got it twice. Um, shit. I had got, I had, a, I was working. I was, you know, good grades, all of that shit. There was a whole bunch of good shit that was going with it. And that's what I was feeding my energy into. I didn't give a fuck about the bad shit that was coming. I didn't give a fuck about the shit that she was, you know, showing me that, oh, the signs ain't there. And I was like, all right, fuck it. But it was my whole 21 year. There was a lot going on. So when I say challenge, I don't want you to feel like it's only going to be negative shit. You feel me? It's positive shit that has to come out of it too. That's why it's a challenge. It's, but you cannot decipher that I'm only going to look at one side and not the other. So challenge numbers are very are very important. They're going to vary between person to person. If your birthday number is a five, your your challenge numbers are eight and three. Because my challenge numbers are eight and three, and we're gonna we're likely to when you experience something that has an eight or a three in it, it's gonna be what it is. But you have to make those affirmations that you're gonna do certain things, and you know, like I said, eight is a chaos number. So you gotta you feel me? 
You really got to be on point. But like I said, how they challenge you is now what I like. I'm going to break down. This is going to make it make sense when I go into the um, the meaning of the numbers, right? So I'm gonna go back to number number one and go through each one of them, right? So when we look at the number eight, it's about renewal, balance, ambition, and advancement, right? As a number five, being an entrepreneur and shit, because number five is about being an adventurer, free spirit, and fun. You got to put reins on your shit. You just can't be fun. You just can't be playful all the motherfucking time because those number eights, when they show up, they're going to challenge your motherfucking ass to balance you, to bring you back into alignment and renewal. To do that, you have to have chaos. Peace is the control of chaos. <laughs> I use every bit of the universe to live my life. There's not a thing that I don't use. That's why I, don't t- I tell people like I don't have to believe in God because I understand what God is now. I understand it well, right? So... When the number eight comes in, I'm going to be challenged in ways that are going to affect my ambition, my personal development, my growth and my advancement, my balance. And but they're going to renew me when it's over. It's going to renew me when it's over. In conjunction, I also have three as my challenge number. So threes are denoted by creativity. You feel me? They're denoted by luck. People think luck is, is just something. No, luck is created. You create luck. You create luck when you put in the right work. So the number three is about my um, creativity. So my creativity is usually, usually challenged when threes come up in regards to, you know, who I am. So it's like everything has to be tied into how well my adventure, like I'm going to be challenging that. You feel me? I'm going to be challenging that in those regards. And it's like, do I use this energy to become the best version of myself or allow it to victimize me? You know what I'm saying? When we look at so frail three. If you haven't read it yet, I suggest you do in the tree of life. When I talk about how to become a victor or a victim, it's it's not a hard thing to do, but it's an internal battle that we have to get through to be to become a winner. Winning is not a happenstance. To become a winner requires you to understand how the stars and the numbers affect you and how different things affect you a certain way. So when these things affected me, I had to learn how to triumph. The only things that really kill me and break me down for the most part are. <laughs> are the things that show up as number eight, things that show up as number three. I'm a, the reason why I'm laughing is because the girlfriend that cheated on me, right? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, dog. I'm going to tell you how much of a challenge she was for my life. When people talk about, yo, you know so much about relationships and that weren't, I tell the reason why that relationship hurt me so much and it was the only one that I needed. She was an Aries. The Aries ain't got shit to do with it, but I'm setting the scene for the challenge numbers that tie into it. She was a March Aries. Her birthday was the 30th. She was a double three, homie. My entire experience with her was supposed to be a challenge. So when I turned 21, nigga, nigga, (laughs) the entire relationship was hard. I couldn't figure out why. I'm just like, yo, I just got to be a better man. I just got to do all of this shit. I got to do all this. That relationship taught me the duality of what reality, what relationships are supposed to be. But because I didn't have a father growing up, I didn't know that, okay, there's times when you're supposed to walk away from a relationship. I'm thinking any man that walk away, he a deadbeat and shit. I'm not realizing I'm, numero- I'm numerologically being challenged. She's a three, my nigga. She's a double three. The fuck? Like, she's, she's a March Aries. You feel me? And she's born on the 30th. Her birthday number is a three. We were in opposition to each other. She was supposed to challenge me, and she did. 
She did. She challenged me in ways that I couldn't even imagine. It wasn't just the 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 bad. She taught she taught me how to be a, be more patient. She taught me to have how to really understand women. She's one of the reasons why I can look at women and say, "Damn, we fucked y'all up." I wasn't. I was hurt that I I got damaged by her and shit. But I look at, damn, the shit that fucked her up was the shit that I was doing before I got with her. You feel me? It gave me a different respect and an understanding for women. Like you have two moments in your life as a man when you're going to have to realize that women are humans. The first moment, well, one moment is when you have a daughter. The other moment is when you get your heart broken. How you handle your heartbreak is going to determine how you get out of that shit. I could have been a nigga that ends up, you feel me, on the podcast saying bitches ain't shit. Go date white women or whatever the case may be. I, mm-mm. That challenge for me was different. I had a different challenge with that. My 21 year, 21st year of life, that shit was different. It was three alignments now. <laughs> We're going to tie into the triple kids. Three, three, three. I was 21. She was born on March. On March, she was born in the month of March, and she was the 30th. And she was born on the 30th. She was a three. That year was supposed to fuck me up. My relationship with her that year was supposed to fuck me up, and it did. It broke me to my core, but it taught me something new. That challenge was a challenge that ultimately manifested me into what I am right now. The healing, the growth, all of these things. When I look at the other side of that, imagine if I chose to go the other way. You feel me? Now, I don't know men go the other way type shit. I mean, just simply use the opposite side of this coin I'm on. I would have been an asshole. Ugh. Y'all would hate me. Granted, I would be, be, be the motherfucker who's running social media right now as the face of toxic shit. <laughs> the alpha shit. That I, would be the, I would be the face of that shit. I know because I'm not the face of it now. My energy is still just as potent. Don't nobody want to hear where I am coming from on this side. But anyway, that's beside the fact. So like I said, the number three is about creativity. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's representative of the star. You know what I'm saying? And it's luck and it's your energy. Luck is something you create. Luck is not, you know, when you realize that challenge taught me that everything in my life was a re- re- uh, was a represent a reverberation of something I had done. I didn't when she cheated on me, I was I was hurt, but then as I was reflecting, I was like, damn, I did some women dirty. I had women this was by high school. I had women, you know what I'm saying, embarrassed, like running through the hallways and shit, chasing me, fighting over me, all kind of goofy shit. And I was like, I earned that. <laughs> when I look at what she did to me, I said, I earned that. That was luck. Luck is what you create based off your reserve reverberation of your consequences from the action that you, you know, put into the world. So I gave those instances to show the potency of, you know, challenge numbers. So now I don't know what number you are, you know, which, like I said, you have to know what your challenge number is. Like I said, get that book, but I'm gonna go through the numbers and what they, um, what they actually represent. So number one, if you are one, or if you see number one, it is about leadership. It's about confidence. It's about bravery. I was just talking to my big sister the other day. She was like, she said, you know what, Ray? You the bravest motherfucker I ever met. And it's just been them. And she said, like, you don't, you're not scared of shit. She was like, she was like, when I go through your resume of life, she's like, you have an album out. She said, you've been a rapper. You've been, you're an entrepreneur. You motherfucker, you got your degree. You motherfucker. Like, she said, nothing scares you. 
Like you just brave. And it's because I'm a one, I'm a double one. My my full name breaks down to a one. My birthday, my birth date breaks down to a one. But with my five, it makes me adventurous. Imagine being brave and adventurous. Don't she scare me? <laughs> you feel me? That's a gift and a curse. That's a gift and a curse. Cause that's how I almost died in the pool. That's how I almost died in the pool when I learned how to swim. Because I jumped in nine feet of water and didn't know how to swim. I didn't know there was no bottom. Five, I was adventurous. You feel me? One, I was brave. I was brave as fuck. And it almost killed me. Those are things that I had to learn. Like I said, when you start to see your numbers and you look back at past experiences and you see certain realities, you're like, oh, shit. Hmm. Relax. You feel me? And I was, I think I was eight years old then. Seven or eight. I feel like it was eight because that next year we moved to North Carolina. Or something. I don't know. I don't remember. I almost died. But either way. <laughs> so now, let's go. So the number one, that if you see the number one, numeral one, again, because remember, it's energy that is equated with uh, quantitation, how you quantify something, right? So number one is, like I said, leadership, uh, confidence, creativity, and bravery, right? Number two is about partnership, collaboration, relationships. If you are number two, you are supposed to be collaborative. Simple. You're supposed to learn how to work and maneuver. So now a number one and a number two, right, is about one person being brave enough to carry or to help lead the other person into the collaboration that they want to be. So people that are number twos are good with relationships. Perfect with relationships because they know the balance, the balances of them. You feel me? But if you understand, still you got to understand the number two because a relationship is with two people. When you are now involved with two people, you now have to consider that. So, and I'm only rushing now because it's like, I, like I said, I don't want this episode to go too long. All right. So number one is leader, confident, uh, creative and bravery. Number two is about your partnership, your collaboration, relationships, and it's about sensitivity. Number three is about, you know, um, creativity, luck, and energy. A lot of these first ones are like, the first three are like creative, creative energy. So things are going to be affected in that cycle, cyclic way, right? Number four, number four is the stabilizers, stability, grounded, practicality. Hmm. Go figure. Four, you feel me? That's why I have what I call my foundation that I stand on. Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom. It's four pillars for a reason. You feel me? Creation, air, fire, water, and earth. Four pillars for a reason. It's about stability, right? Five, again, like I said, um, free spirit, adventurous. You know what I'm saying? Fun. That's why people fuck with me. That's why people fuck with me because I'm a fun motherfucker. You feel me? I'm naturally just a fun motherfucker, but I learned how to use it to my advantage according to my leadership, right? Number six is about nurturer, you know? family, you know, love, trust, things of that nature. So it's a nurturing energy. Number six is a nurturing energy. When you see sixes, which is ironic because when you hear people say 666, how the fuck can 666 be the mark of the beast? Because when you see triplicates, usually denotes the mind, body, and soul. If the number six represents nurturing, how are you, how is it evil to be nurturing in the mind, body, and soul? That's a different conversation, y'all. That's a different conversation. But the number seven denotes spirituality. Right. Mysticism, magic, intuition and wisdom. Now, here's why that's important, because they say a child's personality is developed by the time they're seven years old, six or seven years old. That's your first seven years of life. Seven, three times will get you, you know, well, seven, four times will get you 28. Right. Seven, four times will get you 28 years old. We're going to talk about this when we get to the life cycle. The number 28, when you're at the age of 28, your life cycle ends. Your first life cycle ends and your second one begins. 
Also, what happens, your Saturn return happens and shit like that, according to the stars, and you start your second phase of life. You can't make this shit up. You just have to listen to what the universe is already giving you, right? So number seven, like I said, is spirituality, your mysticism, magic, intuition, and your wisdom, right? Number eight, as I said, is renewal, um, balance, ambition, advancement, um, and how well you're going to progress. It also denotes a form of chaotic energy as well. That's why it has renewal in it, because when you bring peace to the chaos, you are renewed, right? Number nine represents wisdom, completion, transformation, release, and surrender, right? Which is powerful because sixes upside downs are nine. So when you go from being the nurturer and you flip that upside down, you have the experience. You know what I'm saying? You get the wisdom because your completion is in transformation. You ever heard that Drake song, I turn a six upside down, it's a nine now? A lot of these niggas is really up there in that space. That's why they win in so well. But people be thinking, oh, they just... You know, they're lucky. No, they're not. They're making their own luck because they understand the stars. They understand the numbers. JP Morgan once said that millionaires use accountants, billionaires use astrology. Not only do they use astrology, they use numerology too. They use esoteric magic. They use all of that stuff. But people be thinking it's demonic because they don't understand it. And if you don't understand something, you have to believe that it is either something you fear or have faith in. Check it out. So for L3. But anywho, so... It goes from the number nine. Now, remember, there is no number 10 because number 10 is just the number one again. Now you have what are called master numbers. Master numbers, I personally feel like there's, I personally feel like there's only two master numbers. Number 11 and number 22, 33, 44, 55, all of those. I just feel like people just get carried away with them and shit because ultimately you'll be doing that shit forever. You feel me? But number 11 is about divine support and guidance. So now... The reason why the number, because number one, you got to understand, because number 11 doesn't break down to two. Let's break that because one plus one is supposed to give you two. But number 11 doesn't break down to two because you're now having the leadership of the spirit as well. Because if the number one is about being a leader, is about being um, confident, creative, bravery, uh, brave or whatever the case may be, the number 11 is that doubled. It is you and your higher self in alignment with that, right? Which now leads to number 22, which is the second master number, which is about... Um, introspection, um, partnership with the divine. So if we understand that partnership on the two level is the basic. Now you have two twos. So you have the partnership of the divine, right? You know what I'm saying? Now it's again, you are now aligned with your higher self. So when you see 1111, right? What that is telling you is that you are now in double support of the support and guidance from yourself and your higher self or your, the, 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 the spirit guide, the spirit team that's happening, you're getting it twice. You feel me? But again, 11-11, even if you break it down, it comes down to a number four, stability. So now you have, there's so many different cryptic codes that you can find within the numbers that you see, if you understand them. That's why I always ask people, when you see a number, they be like, I saw 11-11, what, what were you thinking? Uh, I don't know. Not what were you remembering, not what was on your mind, what were you, what were you actively thinking? I have an episode on this. I don't know which one it is, but I break down what it is to actually think, use a thought. Matter of fact, it's in Sofrel 3 as well. When you get to the crown chakra and we're breaking that down, it's like, yo, people have never thought before. What we think is thinking ain't thinking. Thought is an element, right? So, you know, when you now know that thought is an element that you must bring down, and now it is, you are now in line with what you saw. It's like, what was on, what were you thinking about? Now people have to really start to be intentional with their mind. So it's like, I know what I'm thinking and I know what I'm recollecting. When I'm remembering something and I know when I'm actively thinking about something. Because when you're actively thinking about it and you see it, that's confirmation. 
But when you're remembering and you see it, that's affirmation. I'm cold. I'm cold. But like I said, the number 22 is the second master number is about intuition, um, your introspection, and your partnership with the divine. And if you break down Soul for 03, I broke down what divinity really is. It is the true harmony between the masculine and the feminine essence. The spiritual, mental, and physical embodiment of the balance between masculine and feminine energies. That's divinity. Divinity is not some mystical shit that you can't tap into or access at will, right? So those are the numbers. You feel me? Like I said, I stopped with the master numbers at 22. I'm not going to go 33, 44, but you can pretty much depict what it's going to be. It is a double up and it is association with the divine. So now when I say when you start seeing triplicates, mind, body, and soul, you feel what I'm saying? It just adds on to what it is. When you see quadruplicates, you are in a different realm altogether. You are now in 4D. Quick story. When I lived in Philly, I started seeing triplicates with an extra number. Like I would see 4447, 3332, 2442, I would see 2122 or something like that. I never understood what it was. And I'm like, so I learned that there's a triplicate, there's a quadruplicate point that is after you get, when you have mastered yourself, mind, body, and soul, that triplicate point shows that you're not in alignment yet with the fourth point, which is now your causal being, which is now what they call 5D or whatever the case may be. When I started seeing quadruplicates, 4444 or 3333, I changed. I realized that I had transformed on the inside and I had transcended a lot of this reality. Largely, a lot of this shit started about a year or two ago. But it's been real heavy. But a year or two ago, I would always see it with a missing number. So it wouldn't be the full stretch. It's like, yo, you're off somewhere. You feel me? All these three points are aligned, but you're off on this fourth point. You know what I'm saying? So I had to reach that point of understanding. So that is, those are the numbers, right? And what they mean. So now, like I said, we have the Rosicrucian cycles. We have, what did I say? I was going to go over the Rosicrucian cycles, the challenge numbers, and the life cycle. Right. I'm going to end with the life cycle. The Rosicrucian path, like I said, is simple. What the life, what the Rosicrucian is, is like what's going to happen to you for the year according to your numbers. When you know what your numbers are, it's like, okay, every 52 days, this right here is going to, this is what your life is going to be like for this particular point. You feel me? And you got to see how your Rosicrucian cycle aligns with somebody else's. You feel what I'm saying? Your challenge numbers, those are the numbers that are going to be what strengthens you, what makes or break you, if you allow it to make or break you. And your life cycle, your life cycle is the thing that breaks the barrier and ties a lot of this other shit together. So we have ultimately three life cycles in this world. You have birth, you have your first life cycle, your second life cycle, and your third life cycle. Your first life cycle, as I said, is between ages birth until 28. If you study astrology, you know your Saturn return kicks in between 28 and 29 years old. Same reason, because that first cycle is done. That's basically what people don't realize. You're an adult until you're 20. I mean, you're a child until you're 28 years old. So imagine how much we've been pretending being adults and we have not been adults. We've been acting like it. This is why life was so hard for us, because it's like you're playing a role you're not ready for yet. That spiritually, cosmically, universally, you have not been graduated. You have not graduated into yet. You feel me? You ever notice how when a motherfucker turned 30, they look different? Like you physically see a difference in the motherfucker. I love looking and seeing out the, the women that turn 30. When women turn 30, it's different. It's a different 30. It's like she don't look the same as she, like you know she is who she is, but it's like there's a gap and it just looks totally different. She looks like she's in her 30s now because now she becomes an adult. It's a different, it's a different level. You feel me? 
men do it too. But at the end of the day, it's because we go through our different cycle. Now, tying it back in, seven is a spiritual, we've seen based off the number, seven is a number of the um, spirituality. It is a number of, um, it is largely a number of divinity, right? Let me make sure I say exactly how it needs to be said. Hold on. Um, yeah, so it's about mysticism, magic, intuition, and wisdom, right? Your first life cycle, because it's four cycles of seven, because you're 28, right? What does that denote for you? That you have now, because the four stability, you have reached the level of stability within your first life cycle. You can't reach it until you're 20. So that's why you are not an adult until you turn 29, respectfully. You feel what I'm saying? And But they shut us down from even understanding these faculties, so we're not building up accordingly. So when you're seven, when you're 14, when you're 21, there's significant events that happen. Here's what fucks us up the most. I'm going to tell you why they shut our divinity down and why we never, we never, you ever notice we get stuck in the time loop at the moment we turn 21? This is why. They create the stop that makes us stay 21 forever. Nobody really, really nobody ever pays attention to that, the fact that we're 21 forever. Even, not, not on no funny shit with the store. I know you probably thought about forever 21. You ever notice why that is even a reality? Because spiritually, they shut it down. When you first get your permission to drink, that's it. If you don't become an alcoholic, of course, you know, you come. But the moment you, oh, I can buy alcohol. Now I'm. you feel like you're an adult at 21. That's when you feel like you really are an adult. So you don't put in the other seven years of work to finalize your childhood. There's still seven, after 21, there's still seven years of childhood left before you can transform. And that is your first life cycle. They purposely shut that shit down. Because by 21, what do we do? We're on our, we're juniors in high school, in college, mostly, if we haven't, you know, gone down a different route. But for the most part, by 22, that master number, which is the first cycle of, with the, which is the first year of the final phase of your um 28, of your first cycle of life, you're already shut down. You're going to get your job. You're going to um, work. You can get your career and you're locked in there. That is the adult you're going to be for the next 40 years. They make sure of that. So you miss every other cycle and milestone numerologically that you're supposed to be transcending to. You never tap in. So when you're 20, when your uh, Saturn return happens, when you're 28, it's like, why in the fuck is this so hard? Because you were never preparing for it. Because that seven year gap when you were supposed to be finalizing, solidifying your last point of your cycle, you weren't doing it because you just kept repeating the same life over and over again. You didn't actually grow and develop. And the universe said, I don't give a fuck if you didn't prepare for this shit or not. You're going to get this work. Sorry. That's why everybody like, yo, my Saturn return drug my ass. My Saturn return was hard. My Saturn return was this because you couldn't prepare for it. My Saturn return, I was learning about it as I was slightly um, developing into it. I was still like two years off. No, I'm more than two years because I didn't quote unquote wake up and get serious with the shit. Like I tell y'all, I was I'm really technically only what seven years old now, because that's when I started living my own life and understanding everything. But from 21 to 25, 21, 26, I was late. So I literally tried to cram in seven years and two years. Mm-mm, that shit busted my ass because I had to play catch up. I had to play catch up while still having to work to maintain a livelihood, while still trying to become an. I bit off a lot more than I can chew because of my fucking numbers. My numbers made me do this shit. You feel me? It was my fucking numbers, yo. They made me do this shit. Like, I ain't even hold you. Because when I was 26, at 26 is when I wrote So Frail. That's when I really started taking entrepreneurship as a whole. But I was the number eight. I was the number eight at that time. 
why would you do this in the most child? I didn't know. I didn't fucking know. But I was simultaneously learning all of these different things at the same time and trying to get through. It's like, yo, I got two years to get this shit together. Let me get this shit together. Nah, it's going to take seven. You're going to do the seven years, my nigga. Ain't no way around it. You got, you'll play catch up, but you're going to do all seven of these motherfucking years. And I ended up having to do all seven of those motherfucking years. You feel me? It ultimately led to So Frail 3 and all of these other things that I created. But I had to put in those seven years. You feel me? But it never changed the fact that I still had to go through it. The universe does not give a fuck whether you late. It doesn't give a fuck whether you didn't whether you didn't know. Like in law, I always say this shit. Like ignorance of the law is not absence of the law. Ignorance of universal codes is not the absence of universal codes. It don't give a fuck whether you're aware of them or not. So now when people are like, the devil is just busy. Why is my life just hard? Because you are not in, in alignment with what who the fuck, well, not what you are, but who the fuck you really are. You're trying to live a life that you're not. You feel me? For a long time, I ain't even gonna hold you. I didn't want to be a leader. Everybody kept telling me you're a natural born leader. I don't want to be a natural born leader. I don't want you motherfuckers following me. I don't want motherfuckers to listen to me just because, because that's too much fucking responsibility. Because now I feel like I'm I'm responsible for your fuck ups. I'm responsible. That shit hits me harder when you fail. I don't think y'all understand psychologically what that did to me when that one student failed and blamed me for it. That shit, it fucked me up. I almost stopped teaching the shit. Luckily, I had people saying, bro, I'm still getting it. I'm still like, that shit fucked me up that way because of the numbers that I play. Because of the way the numbers play out in my in my, in my reality. As a number one, it's like, yo, you're a leader. You're designed to, you know what I mean? Like, you're designed to go through this. But it's like, why do I got to go through it so hard? What the fuck did I do to her? Like, the fuck? You feel me? Why, 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 why? It, it fucked me up. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times the things that fuck us up the most are tied to our numbers and are tied to, you know what I'm saying, what our purpose really is. You feel me? Because like I said, it also ties into the fact that I'm a five. I'm an adventurer. I, I like, you know what I'm saying? This was trading and investing are more so a game to me. And for a person who couldn't get the game, it was like, yo, fuck, like what you want me to do? But that shit fucked me up because it affected me and it hit me on that level. But it only hit me that way because I had never prepared for the reality of what could happen. You feel me? When I look at some of the people that I was beefing with, that I had to be like, nigga, we was supposed to clash. Numeral-wise, we were supposed to clash. And we did clash. You feel what I'm saying? So that first life cycle, like I said, you was going to get this work. And then now it's like my second life cycle started at 29. You feel me? But I'm still overlapping with the seven years that I stopped at at 21. Because by 21 and shit, I was focused on graduating college and shit. I ain't know nothing about no inner work, no shit like that. I didn't even know nothing about the numbers and shit. And for me, it was just superstition. I was bullshit. It's bullshit. Till the motherfucker hits you. And you can't deny that it's not bullshit no more. So at 29, you feel me? By then I was on some, okay, I'm ready, but shit. I still, mind you, I started a seven year, what I was supposed to start at 22, because you go from uh, birth to seven, you feel me? Then from eight to 14, then from 15 to 21, then from 22 to 28, right? Did I say that right? That seemed like I said it right. Yeah, birth to, no, birth to six, seven. No, I'm right. Birth to seven, eight to 14, 15 to 21, and then 22 to 28, yeah. So that 21, 
that 22 shit i wasn't doing no no finalizing pieces i had not honestly i had i don't even think i did the, the first like i had to cram a whole bunch of shit into two years you feel me Motherfucker, like, yo, you learning fast. I know, I ain't got no choice. This shit is not gonna kick my ass. And it still kicked my ass because at the end of the day, I still have, you're gonna do those seven years. You're going to do those seven years, right? So imagine what it was like to, to go through and, oh, I'm 29 thinking I don't have it, but I'm still cleaning up shit or fixing shit and doing shit that I was supposed to make mistakes about when I was in that seven year pocket from 22 to 28. Now I'm in my adulthood, start now, the first seven years of adult goes from what? I mean, it goes from, it'll be 29 to 35. 32 now. There's still that overlap of shit. So now, not only do I have to fix the seven years and do the seven year shit that was from the first, from the final 28 in my first cycle. Now I'm kicking off. I'm setting the foundation for my second cycle while still having to finish my first cycle and do the work for the, for the um, adulthood. It's different. It's different. But I was more, I'm more susceptible to it and I'm more prepared for it because I was able to see it ahead of time. Prepare for my Saturn coming out of my Saturn return. Who all right, what I gotta do now. A lot of the shit that you see me doing now is because it is adulthood shit. You feel me? The childhood shit was the entrepreneurship and all of that shit. Like the adulthood shit is fine tuning. Y'all seen the way I set the commercials up with the adaptation and shit? That ties into it. I call them commercials because it's like that's what it is, man. I'm not about to be playing with y'all. Y'all can get this work and y'all can get it how I get it to you. But at the same time, it took me to say the child in me, because again, I'm a child till I'm 28 years old. I can admit that. I can admit that. But I'm a spiritual child until 28 years old, not a physical child. You feel me? So I'm still doing child. Like now I'm maturing into that adulthood. And then, like I said, that cycle runs from 29 until 56. Again, you're going to get another four cycles of seven. I'm ready for these seven cycles. By the time I'm 35, I won't have anything to clean up from that past. You know what I'm saying? From the first one, because it's like I'm doing all of this stuff right now. I'm still, you know, the the first seven years, you know what I'm saying? Everything is starting to align. So from seven, I'll be in that seven-year pocket where I only have to do the work for my seven years and keep going. You feel me? But now, because I understand the numbers, I'm able to see this is how I need to prepare. So when these moments in my life hit, I'm ready. I'm acute. Like right now, what's today? Today's Monday. So, okay, so today's the 29th. This is still August. The time of this recording is still August. All August, I was challenged like a motherfucker. And if y'all followed me, y'all seen a lot of the challenges that I was going through, making certain changes with pivots with the Instagram and the social media and all of the platforms and shit, dealing with being like, there was a lot of shit that had to go into it. There's a lot of shit on the backside that I had to prepare for because it's like my entrepreneurship is different in my second half life. My second cycle of life, that entrepreneurship is totally different from my first cycle. It's not the same. But I now know that. And now, now I'm, I'm able to prepare for it and adjust accordingly. You dig what I'm saying? So the life cycles are your most important piece. Your life cycles and your Rosicrucian cycles. Your Rosicrucian cycles, like I said, when you start to overlap those, and you know, okay, at this particular time for the next 52 days, this is what's going to happen. I don't give a fuck. All right, retrogrades are cool. You feel me? Those those are dope, but those fall into the Rosicrucian cycles. And when you start to understand how your Rosicrucian cycles, you can skip out on retrogrades. You can skip out on when people say, oh, this retrograde is going to happen. Uh, damn, I already know. It enhances it because now you know how to prepare because like we're, in, we're coming into Mercury retrograde in Virgo, right? So it means, bam, you need to start getting things. But I knew ahead of time because I'm in the, the August month. 
right? Before the retrograde in Virgo kicks off, I'm in my August month. So what was it going to bring me back to anyway? The challenge was to renewal and rebalance and to balance myself. What do, what is what does Virgo energy do? It balances. So the retrograde teaches you to go backwards and to revisit things that you need to be um, stabilized and grounded with. Hmm. You feel me? The numbers are going to show you the exact same thing, but the numbers are going to show you it from a qualitative, a quantitative perspective. The stars are going to show you from a qualitative perspective. So when you get that and you start to realize what cycle you're in, now you prepare accordingly. Now your final cycle of life is going to be between um, 59 and death or 59 and what is that? Seven, no, 82. That would be 28 days or 81. Now I'm right. No, 80, no, 60, 87. Let's see. 59, 28, 77. No, that's not right. It is 87. Hold on. Yeah, 87. So, yeah, so 87. So if you live beyond 87, you are now in a fourth level. That's why the elders are, you're, you're a grand elder at that point, because you if you can make it to 87 and beyond, well, 88 and beyond, think about that. 88 starts the fourth cycle, if you can make it that far. Starts the fourth life cycle that you could have. You feel what I'm saying? 88 and beyond. Life expectancy is 86 years old. Because they have created a system that has structured us down to only live a certain amount of time. You don't get into that fourth space. So now when you have that stability, that is who's supposed to be able to teach the children this. But they don't even learn it by the time they're dead. And they don't even have the capacity to do it because their bodies are frail and everything. They can't keep up. Or they didn't make it out of the third cycle. You feel what I'm saying? So when we live in this life, we have to realize that there's two solid points that we have to... Focus on it as getting our life cycles done, right? Getting our life cycles done. Right now, if you're my age, you know, we're, you're in your second lifestyle cycle, a little older than me. A little younger, you might be finishing up your first one. You feel me? But you need to understand thoroughly what it's going to take for you to uh, to get it. So understanding your numbers, understanding your numbers is going to really dictate how you need to maneuver through this world. Your name was, you chose your name. Your parent just put it on the paper. You feel me? You chose your birthday. Your parent. I'm going to say this and I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. People ask me, how can you choose your birthday, whatever the case may be? I don't know how you choose it, but you choose it. You choose your name and everything. And I'm going to say this because of this. I was supposed to be born on April 13th. I was supposed to be born on April 13th. Don't y'all run my fucking natal chart too when I give you these numbers. Show punk asses. Well, y'all don't know where I was born at, so y'all can't run it anyway. But... I was born, I was supposed to be born on April 13th. When my mom went into labor, I literally held out until April 14th at 1234 AM. One, two, three, four. Those four numbers, when you break them down, represent a one. <laughs> I literally waited to become a one. I didn't have to be a one. You feel me? If I would have came out at 1239, I mean 1233, not, not 1234, but 1233, I would have been a nine. I waited until 1234 just so I can come out on one energy 
on a full one day as a number one, as an Aries, I was born to be a leader. And I've been I've embraced that shit a long time ago. I don't call myself a leader because you know you ain't got to say the shit. You feel me? If you know, you know. You ain't got to say your shit. I ain't got to go around. Hey guys, I'm an alpha. Hey guys, I'm a leader. Hey guys, I'm this. Niggas know. You feel me? That's why I'm the only one that's actually leading people into situations that is like you're dependent on me. That's why I would say when you hit the head, the sheep ain't gonna scatter because it ain't no sheep in my clique. You feel me? But as people, you pick your name. You pick everything that's going to give you the highest vibration. So when you hear your name uttered, like, that's why I tell people, you say my name, Racine. Nah, don't give me no, like, don't give me a nickname unless I give it to you. Like, when I was young, my name was, my nickname was Ray Ray. Didn't even realize how much power that had. Just calling me the light twice. You feel me? Then when in college, that's when I got the name Scene, to see. You're, you're, you're acknowledging, I have vision. When I call myself Scene, it's like, so when I say just Scene, hmm, it's just vision. It's vision. So whenever you utter the word scene, you're calling me vision. Which is crazy because when you think about the Marvel shit, the Marvel motherfucker named Vision, this shit gets crazy, right? Because what kind of motherfucker was he? You feel me? It's just the level, it's just layers to the shit, but you choose how you're gonna come into this world, how you need to be remembered, and what circumstances you're gonna do. And it's based off of understanding the numbers because the numbers are going to show you what energy you are designed to quantify with. And if you don't understand the energy you're going to quantify with, that energy will be quantified for you. And don't forget to check out Pala Cafe Clothing, formerly Just Seen's merch. Get all of your intricate designs crafted specifically for the melanated being to develop a positive imagery within self and to have a little bit of fun in the process. From the peace, love, knowledge, and freedom to the dead horses and water designs, all the styles are crafted for the imagery to make you feel as you're supposed to feel. Because as I always say, the best way to fit in is to stand out. And what better way to stand out than with your exclusive styles for Pala Cafe clothing? All right, all right, all right. I'm going to go ahead and end it there. Um, Yeah, that was, you know, shouts to my to my broski and shit for putting me on. He was like, yo, bro, we need an episode on numerology. And I'm glad I dropped the episode on numerology, yo. It was, uh, it was, it was dope. It was dope. It was something that, you know, I felt like was good. Like, I feel like I need more of these esoteric joins and shit so y'all can really get the gist of it because coupling this like i said with the i use this shit i use this shit like when people say you know magic is i use magic i can't even lie to you like i'm not i'm not gonna lie but i don't use like no fucking harry potter hocus pocus type shit you're not gonna hear me say no expecto patronum i don't play with wands i don't have to because this goes back into spiritual systems remember on the episode of spiritual systems and so frail conversations if my for my brothers who listen i'm like we have a different spiritual system than women we don't need the external shit that women need because a lot of our shit is internal a lot of our shit is based off of our in- intelligence which is how we break down a lot of their shit is broken down off of in- intuition so in order to feel you have to have something to signify that shit but in order for us to uh think we need to have the actual breakdown so i use the stars I use the numbers, I use the cards, I use these things, but these things have also led me into a point where I can look at nature, I can look at the animals, I can see something and get a message because I understand what the message is being said to me. You feel what I'm saying? So I use these things real time. I don't just say it. And there's a lot of people that, you know, oh, do the spiritual work and everything. 
I can't hold you. This is not to brag and toot my horn and shit, but I think I'm likely, as far as I know, one of the only motherfuckers who actually shows you not only how to do the shit, but that I do the shit and where you can learn how to do the shit and that you can do it yourself. You don't have to depend on me to do the shit. And I make sure you don't. You feel me? It ties back to me being the one. I'm a leader. Fuck. I'm a leader, yo. Like I'm designed to lead people. I can't shake that shit, but I understand what leadership really is. It is to extract the best out of you the right way. You feel what I'm saying? But it's number one energy. Because I am number one. <laughs> but yo, I keep it, I keep it real with y'all because I want y'all to understand that when it's all said and done, all of this shit is in play in your life. Whether you believe it or not, I don't give a fuck. Like I can substantiate everything that I do, and everything that I do is codified off of numbers, it's codified off the stars, it's codified off of letters, and it's codified off what our ancestors left. The tree of life, all of those things, I really know how to use it. My students that have gone through sessions with me, um, and you know, we've gone through the spiritual awakenings and different things like that, healing chakras and stuff like that. There's shit that I couldn't put in so frail because it's like. And so for a three in the series as a whole, I said, y'all ain't going to get that shit yet. Y'all need to at least understand the tree of light before you get up here. You feel me? My students periodically will hit me up, you know, after a long period of time. They were like, yo, bro, I'm having issues with this, that, and the third. I'm like, what path are you on? Soon as I ask them, they already know, okay, man, you're going to make me be accountable. You damn right. I can't solve your problem. I told you that when we went through the sessions. I can't solve your problem. I have to guide you into solving your own. Soon as I ask them, damn, bro. I think I'm at I'm, I think I'm at the full path. Oh, so you starting from the beginning? Nah, it ain't really at the beginning. Then okay, cool. So where you at? You know what? I might be at Tifereth. You feel me? Yeah, because you might be torn into what you really want to do with yourself. Have you reached the accomplishment of what you're doing? Nah, I'm still. All right, now you know where you at. Oh shit! You feel me? It's the keys. I do the same shit with the numbers, and all of the shit is how I base myself on on, on reality. This is why. Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom has become what it was. This is why I uttered that so well. I, I wanted that for my life. Peace, the control of chaos. Knowledge, peace, love, love is the power for betterment through correction. Knowledge is the um, absolution of ignorance. And freedom is the ability to live and be in tune with your consequences. That's what it, That's what life is for me. And why does life have to be like that for me? Because my day path, my birthday number is a number five. I'm an adventurer. I have to have peace, love, knowledge, and freedom as a fucking adventurer because if not, I'm going to hurt myself. I can't be, I got to be able to deal with consequences, but that means I have to be able to anticipate consequences ahead of time. You feel me? I have to absolve myself of knowledge, which means I have to understand things from an antithetical perspective because nothing can slip my mind. As an adventurer, I can't just be out here whimsical and just caught slipping. Peace, I have to learn how to control my chaos because... When those challenge numbers hit, I can't just fold and run into a corner because as a leader, I got to show people how to deal with your situations and face them and fight the fuck back. You feel me? How to fight the fuck back. And life just makes me fight all the fucking time. So I learn how to fight back. And then I learn how to fight smarter and I learn how to control my chaos. That's why I tell people light and dark has to walk hand in hand. A lot of the shit, the esoteric shit, is the shit that you learn in the darkness. It's not that you're demonic. It's not that you're playing with devils and no shit like that. It's when you truly are understanding what the universe is saying to you. Now, when you understand the universe, is a lot of people would be like, yo, God created the universe. God ain't the universe. God is the universe, and the universe is God. The universe 
from the archaic definition is the opposition of the one, which is what? Duality. So the universe is literally the dual nature of the being. So when you look at the four elements, air, fire, water, and earth, and you look like you look at um Yahweh's name or Jehovah's name, and you break it down and remove the consonants and get Yad Heh Bob Heh. Now you understand the four elements, and you understand what God is. And then when you understand what God is, you understand how God is in opposition to itself. Air balances with fire, water balances with earth. How is the one in opposition to itself? And how do you understand that opposition within you? The numbers are going to tell you that. The stars are going to tell you that. The cards are going to tell you that. Nature is going to tell you that. The books are not going to tell you that. They're supposed to tell you that if you get to the allegory. But the pastors, they lose their money when you know this shit. Why do you think Jesus got 12 disciples? Why do you think Israel had 12 tribes? Why do you think... Numbers are so significant. Threes, twelves, sevens. Why do you think those numbers are so important in religious texts? Because it's designed to show you something. Something that they don't want you to see. You feel me? I want you to see it. I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna make sure you see it because it's like it doesn't do anything for me if you blind. Imagine, yo, if I'm leading you, tying us back to the number one. If I'm designed to lead. In this world, I'm designed to lead. How in the fuck am I going to walk with somebody or guide a motherfucker who doesn't want to open their eyes and see? Who I'm keeping blind purposely. That means I have to hold your hand and I, I can't focus on what's in front of us because I'm worried about you focusing on what's right with us right now. Oh, watch your step. Don't forget to look about here. It's like, no, I want you to, do you see that big ass boulder right there? Why the fuck would you walk into it? I didn't see the boulder. No, it's not on me to, you know what I'm saying, to walk you into the boulder, walk you around the boulder. It's to make sure you don't see the fucking boulder. I mean, to make sure you see the boulder and you move accordingly. You feel what I'm saying? Each of us, we're tied to the numbers, to the numerals, and the energy that is associated with quantification. How do you quantify your life? Because your life is already quantified. So now when you can be fruitful and multiply, you don't, you multiply quantities. You feel what I'm saying? How well do you multiply, multiply the quantities that are you? We already know the stars, you know what I'm saying? Yahweh, Vavheh, air, fire, water, and earth. We already know how the stars are quantitated with us. Now, how do you know the numbers? So the numbers you see, so when you see 1111, you're not on no mystical shit. I don't give a fuck about double up numbers that I see on the clock anymore and shit. Cause it shit, it'd be, it'd be, cause it'd be like, Really, bro? Because that clock fifteen minutes is fifteen minutes fast. This clock don't even work, so it's only right two times a day. So when I happen to look at this clock, you feel me? I don't get obsessed with the shit because I understand what it is, and I understand that when I intentionally am thinking about something and the numbers show up, then it's like it works. You feel me? Because then you got to break down the full number and say, okay, what was I thinking at this moment? A lot of motherfuckers don't know what they thinking because they don't be thinking shit. They be memorizing or trying to remember shit. When they tell us to get out of our heads and shit, most people are just remembering shit from a long time ago that they're still dwelling on. So when I ask you what you're thinking about when you've seen this number sequence, what does it mean? And then even more than that, what do you see when you don't see a, a repeated number sequence? How does that affect you? At the time of this recording, the date is 8 29 August 29, 2022. Ain't nothing repeated in that shit. How does that number play a significance in my life? Nobody wants to talk about that, but they want to look at the ones that are patterns, the ones that are rhythmic, the ones that social media love to talk about. Fuck that shit. Use all the fucking numbers. 
area codes, they have importance. Addresses, they have importance. Apartment numbers, they have importance. You dig what I'm saying? And you'll know when you're going to be challenged or not in that living space. You feel me? I pay attention to everything. You feel me? I stayed in a hotel one time that was, what was the, what was the room number? It was two, 206. It was an eight. I knew as soon as I walked, I said, I'm, I said, I'm about to go through some bullshit. I already feel it. Cause it was an eight. I said, I'm about to go straight through some motherfucking bullshit. Right? Walk through the motherfucking door. I can't walk through the door. The bitch is jammed. I'm like, I go down to the front and I'm like, uh, my door ain't working. I need to move. And he like, dude say, no, no, it's fine. You just got to push it hard to open. So that means if I can push it hard, that somebody can like, fuck no, you got me fucked up, bro. You better move me. You feel what I'm saying? Again. I could have said, you know what? I'm like, no, I already seen the challenge ahead of time because I already knew the numbers and I just had to see what the bullshit was going to be. And it was some bullshit and I ended up having to move. Because I said, I'm not staying. If I can push this fucking door open, that means that you're setting me up to get like something's going to happen to me. So I was like, all right, whatever. You feel me? I stayed in hotels where the room's numbers are like 270. It's a nine. Divinity. I'm chilling. Everything was perfectly aligned. There was absolutely no problems with it. You feel what I'm saying? I lived in apartments where um, one apartment that I had was uh, 608. It was a 14. Broke down to a 5. I had so much peace there. And I, what was I able to be? I was able to be creative. That was where I thrived the most as an entrepreneur because it matched with me as a 5. You feel me? Tying it back to what I mentioned with my grandmothers. Both of my grandmothers are 5s. Both of them are Aries. And in a strange twist, and this is not to say this as a means to shit on them or to try to speak condescendingly of them, but to show the ways in which the culture and shit has fucked us up or whatever. Um, neither one of my grandmas were functionally literate. And it wasn't by choice. They had to work like they had to get out of the classroom and go to the fields at six years old, seven years old and shit, eight years old, like. You had to go work at that age. Child labor laws ain't had shit then. They went on shit. But again, to go from those two women struggling, I mean, I'm going to say struggling to read, but being not, not necessarily literate as they should be considering their age, to having their grandson be a published author who writes phenomenal books, I think it's poetic justice. And now it ties into the fact that now when women are, women are born... They're born with all of the eggs that they're going to have. My, both my grandmothers were born. My father and my mother were in them. Right? So when I talk about you washed over your ancestors and they come back, I meant that shit because now when it came back, I said, this is what I'm going to need. I'm going to need a catalyst to make me remember why I have to write books. And I did it came the one and did the things that I was supposed to do. And you feel me? There's other things that I got to do in this world. Now, my purpose ain't done. I just done part. Like I've done the, I've done the purpose for the first cycle of my life. Everything you see here, the podcast, the podcast, master in the market, inflate with inflation, so frail, one through three, hitting it raw, 
uh, the merch, uh, well, Pala Cafe clothing. I got to stop calling it merch. All of these things that you see right now, these are for cycle number one. I'm on cycle number two now. This is when I get into the big boy shit. This is when I get into the real estate. This is when I get into all these other things. But I had there's shit that I had to do first. You feel me? To make sure this shit works. That's how your life cycles work. And if you pay attention to the numbers, you can stay ahead of time. I learned the numbers late. You feel me? I did. So it was hard for me to, you know, I'm in the point where I'm still doing shit that I was supposed to do in the first cycle. That's cool. You feel me? Get it done. You feel me? But always remember that you have to utilize it fully and and in detail with everything that you do. And it's going to work out for you. It's going to work out for you. But learn to use the numbers. Don't let the numbers use you. You feel me? It's just like the stars, just like magic, just like all of these other things. You learn how to use it intentionally. But you got to use it first to understand yourself and don't use it to manipulate yourself or coerce you into believing certain shit about yourself, but to understand you. You feel me? To see, oh, this happens here. So when these moments happen, you're like, oh, okay. I see what the fuck is about to happen. I am not going to play with that. You feel me? Or I'm going to be cautious with how I have to play about that because I can't run from it. That's another thing. I don't run from challenges. I know I'm going to get challenged in the months of August and the months of, uh, months of March. I know when I see eights and threes, I'm going to be challenged. I don't, I'm not going to, I can't be no bitch and say, oh, I'm just going to skip through challenges. No, because those same moments are the things that turn me into the champion that I am. When I talk about and hitting it in Sofra 3, how being victorious is a matter of choice. You create the reality to become a winner. That comes from you facing your challenges. How do you know what your challenges are? You know your challenge number. And you know when you see this number or when you see this quantity in your life, you're about to be challenged by it. How are you going to maneuver when it happens? But it's long already, so I'm going to go ahead and end it there. Um, make sure you kiss your babies. Make sure they eat their vegetables. And our kids, look, y'all, there's nothing wrong. The kids know the numbers. Kids know numbers. They know numbers well, and they know how to utilize a lot of the esoteric shit. Let's, 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 I challenge y'all, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to, but just sit with your kids and teach them the numbers and teach them how to play with the stars and teach them the significance of meaning and watch how well they develop in life because they start to see certain things, you know what I'm saying? Numbers and don't teach them from the accession perspective or believing, but get them to the levels of understanding with it and watch how maneuver they maneuver in life. So when they go through their different cycles of life, when they turn 21 and they, they're ready, you feel me? They're not thinking, oh, I'm an adult. No, I know I'm still a child and I'm not an adult until I'm 29. So now I got this next seven years that I have to be intentional with to lock down the rest of my life with. This is why they teach you to go to college, get your PhD. Like most people, when they finish their PhDs and they med schools and all the shit, how old are they? 28. They're not stupid. They know how to lock your motherfucking ass in. You know why? Because they know your numbers and your stars by your natal chart. They know that shit already. You feel me? So they know, okay, you're not going to become an adult until these points, but I'm going to distract your transformation as a whole. Every moment of life, there's going to be something that I can lock into where when you actually become adult, you're still a child because you didn't go through your first 28 phase. You didn't go through your first cycle of life properly. So by the time you're 29 and 30 and now you, you know, you're locked into your career, I don't have to worry about you trying to become an adult because you never stop being a child. You're just an old responsible child now who thinks they're an adult, but you're not because you're not having. And that's why the midlife crisis hits. When does the midlife crisis hit? 14 years into the 28 years of the second cycle. 
44, 45 years old. It's not an accident, y'all. That's why they have the shit mapped out. Oh, your midlife crisis. You feel unfulfilled in life. You feel like you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Bing. Don't let our babies have to go through that shit because we suffering like a motherfucker with it right now. So go kiss your babies. Make sure they eat their vegetables. And I'm going to see y'all all on the next one. Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom. I'm out.